giant into the story. But sadly, he dropped off a tree under very unhappy circumstances, was grabbed by the giant, and we meet him now while he's carried off by the giant, together with the black prince. Who, he has him in the other hand, and he looks really damaged. And I tell you how that feels for a writer, to suddenly be with your own character, and it's a rather big one. Ah, Fenolio. In the hand of a giant. His own giant. Not bad, huh? No, no reason to be sad about it. If only the Black Prince had looked rather livelier. If, 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 Fenolio, he told himself. If only you had some idea how the story is to go on now. The huge fingers held him both firmly and carefully, as if they were used to carrying small humans around. Not necessarily a reassuring idea. Fenolio really didn't want to become some giant child's toy. He had little doubt that it would be one of the nastiest ways of meeting one's end. But would anyone ask his opinion? No. Which brings us back to the one crucial question, thought Fenolio, as his stomach bumped about as it was, slowly but surely began to feel as if he'd eaten too many stuffed pig's trotters. The one great crucial question, was there another man writing the story? Was there a scribbler sitting somewhere in the hills? Another writer who had sent him falling into this giant's hands? Oh, come on, what would that make you, Fenolio? He asked, both annoyed and badly shaken, as he always was, when that question occurred. No, no, no. No strings for Fenolio, no strings controlling either his words or his fate. His story had simply swerved, of course. No one was writing it, it was writing itself. And now it had come up with the stupid idea of the giant carrying him off. Although his stomach rebelled, Fenolio cast another glance at the depth below him. It was definitely a long way down. But the sight of the Black Prince gave considerably more cause for concern. He really did look alarmingly lifeless, lying in the giant's other hand. Ah, what a shame! All the trouble he had gone to to keep the man alive. Damn it! Fenolio swore so loudly that the giant raised him to his eyes to look at him. This was too much. Would it have to smile? Was it any use talking to him? Well, if you don't know the answer, Fenolio, you old fool, he told himself, who does then? After all, you invented him. The giant stopped. He was still staring at him. He had opened his fingers out slightly, and Fenolio took the opportunity of stretching his limbs. Words, words were wanted again, and of course, as always, they had to be exactly right. Perhaps it was a blessing to be mute and unable to rely on words at all. Um, oh, what a wretched start, Fenolio. Um, what's your name? Oh, for heaven's sake. The giant puffed air into his face and said something. The sounds that passed his lips were certainly words, but Fenolio didn't understand them. How could that be possible? Good heavens! How the giant was looking at him. Fenolio's eldest grandson had looked like that when he found a big black beetle in his kitchen. The boy was both fascinated and troubled by it, and then the beetle began wriggling, and Pippo had dropped it in alarm and trotted on it. So keep still, Fenolio. No wriggling. Not the least little wriggle, however much your old bones ache. Good God, those fingers. Each of them as long as one of his own arms. But clearly the giant had lost interest in him for the moment. He was examining his other catch with obvious concern. 
Finally, he shook the black prince as if he were a watch that had run down and sighed when he still didn't move. With another deep sigh, he sank to his knees, astonishingly gentle giving his sighs, looked sadly at the black face and then carefully laid the prince on the thick moss under the trees. It was just what Fenolio's grandchildren had done with the dead birds they took away from their cat. They had had exactly the same look on their faces as they laid the small bodies to rest among his roses. Pippo used to make a cross out of twigs for every dead animal, but the giant didn't do that for the black prince. He didn't bury him either. He just covered him with dry leaves, very carefully, as if he didn't want to disturb his sleep. Then he rose to his feet again, looked at Fenolio, perhaps to make sure that he at least was still breathing, and went on. Every stride, as long as a dozen human footsteps, perhaps more. Going where? Away from everything, Fenolio.